But the area of major concern, even as this hurricane moves inland toward Georgia, still as a hurricane, the major areas of concern are along the Florida Gulf Coast from Tampa all the way up through the Big Bend, where they are experiencing historic and devastating storm surge. I want to go right to Bill Weir in Steenhatchee in Florida. You know, not, it's about an hour and a half from where I am right now driving, but it's a world away in terms of the level of devastation. Bill, just describe what you're seeing. Well, John, uh, the good news is it seems like the surge has crested here in Steenhatchee. You can see this uh, line of debris. There's some boxes and logs here. It has been receding ever since. Uh, but the devastation it is leaving behind is obvious. This is the dockside grill here. Uh, the Steenhatchee River rushed its banks. We knew that was going to happen. It normally runs from east to west. Uh, we're looking south right now. The force of the dirty side of this storm has been forcing so much water upstream against the current here. And the victims of that are all these fishing community villages, uh, condos, communities. There's not a whole lot of development around the corner this way. Most of the town is behind us on higher ground, so that's good news. But where you were yesterday, John, the Sea Hag Marina, all of that, we fear, might have been wiped out as, as it's sort of the first bend in the river coming off of the Gulf of Mexico right here. Uh, the, the family, the couple who owns this marina, you can see their mood you know, shift from hopeful early in the morning to, to more resigned as the, the destruction becomes obvious here. But we're also starting to see people drive around, which is probably not the wisest move right now. There's still gusts that are kicking up, not as bad as we saw a few hours ago. Uh, but you can understand people's instinct to want to check out the damage, see what survived, what didn't. Too soon for that, to say the least. John? All right, uh, Bill Weir, and again, at the top, but just to be clear, you said for now at least the, stir the surge seems to be going the, the other direction. I know the tide could still come in more, but for now, uh, the worst seems to have passed. Yes, you can see that it's a very clear line where the where the the high water mark left its debris there, and it has been receding now fairly steadily, about as fast as it came up. At what point it'll level off, we don't know, but the wind is still holding this water here. All right, the wind is holding the water there. Uh, I am very sorry to hear about the family that owns the Sea Hag, that marina, uh, that the marina may be gone, although um, it is heartening to know that they themselves are okay, and that's what's truly important. Bill, every once in a while here, we do get this really just pounding rain. What are you getting in terms of rain there? We're getting these bands now. We, the, we saw the 80, 90 mile an hour gusts for a few minutes, a few hours ago. Now it's probably in the 30 mile an hour range. Uh, still dangerous. We're taking shelter behind one of these grand trees that are here. Uh, but we've seen plenty of this, you know, corrugated steel sheeting, tin roofs blowing around, uh, peeling off here. But again, just to sort of level what the locals were telling us, last night we went out on a just short boat cruise in the calm before the storm with a local captain here who said he was worried that the surge would reach the roof line of the dockside grill right there. You can see it, it came up a few feet in, inside, but nowhere near their worst fears. That gives you some perspective that it probably could have been a lot worse in this area, but as, as far as what's happening further up, Keaton Beach, all of that, we don't know yet. It's too soon to tell.
That's right. We don't have eyes on some of these other areas where the storm surge could be even worse. Bill Weir, thank you so much uh, for that perspective. Please stay safe and please keep us posted over the next several hours as well. Um, Bill describing what he is seeing in Steenhatchee there, a, a town of 500 to 1,000 people, depending on the time of the year, what they are going through, uh, which is quite bad in, and still developing right now. Let's go now down to Tampa, obviously one of the major metropolitan centers of the state of Florida, where while the storm did not make a direct hit there, not at all, the storm surge there has been a serious issue. Derek Van Dam is there. And Derek, what are you seeing? Yeah, and the wind continues to push up the water from the Tampa Bay as well, John. We are getting now these intermittent tropical feeder bands, and what was completely visible uh, across Tampa Bay just moments ago has now been obscured by this heavy sheets of rain coming in. Uh, it is raining at quite a clip, probably a good half an inch to an inch per hour. This will cause localized inland flooding. and. What's happening is this is all working together to create the very difficult storm surge conditions that you see uh, unfolding behind us on Bayshore Boulevard. Now, this area floods, yes, during rainy days. It happens. But now this is in conjunction with the surge of water that has been pushed up with this major hurricane, the inland flooding meeting it at the same time, and then also the exaggerated tides from the supermoon and the full moon that's happening as we speak. Now, we just went through the low tide cycle. That was at 7.56 this morning. Now we're working our way back up into high tide. So the concern here is that the surge that already broke record levels, is one of those gusts of wind that come through. We're concerned that the surge later this afternoon, roughly 2 p.m., are going to be exacerbated by all of these, these uh, kind of a, uh, a company of, of, uh, of, of issues here, the, the, the supermoon, the storm surge, the, the, the push of the water from the storm, and that's going to work together to create even further storm surge flooding uh, concerns here along the Tampa Bay region. Tampa, can't see it, but it is over my right shoulder. We've been here all day, and the, the bay has just been angry. The water pushing up, creating waves, sometimes towering over two, three stories at times. And, you know, as these bands come in, they are literally stinging our face here. There have been spectators from these houses that have come to just see the scene unfolding. And, you know, this is different for them because they know that this road can flood. But with this amount of water lapping up to the property lines, they know that their homes are at risk as well. John, so much going on here. I'm going to send it back to you. Yeah, Derek, if I can uh, hang, hang on to you for a second longer, and people out driving, they probably shouldn't be in this town. Um, yes. The rain is coming down here now really hard, and I, and I can tell it's coming down hard where you are, too, and you're describing this two-pronged concern of the storm surge in some areas and then the freshwater flooding from inland to out. But if I can ask you, lean on to your meteorological expertise for a second about the storm surge. We were just speaking to Bill Weir a moment ago in Steenhatchee, who said at least there, it seems like the surge, surge for now may have crested. They're seeing it, it back off a little bit, and they're seeing a debris line there. Talk to us about how this could work over the next several hours up and down the Big Bend area, even where you are. Could you see the surge recede some and then come back in again? 
Okay, so that's a great question. And what we got to do is we got to visualize how a hurricane rotates counterclockwise, okay? And so I am on the eastern side of where that center of where Adalia made landfall. Where Bill Weir is located, he's likely, I haven't checked a map, but I believe he would be on the back side of the storm. So the wind direction will be completely opposite to what we're receiving here. And that's important. Let's compare it to Ian from September of last year. There is a major difference to what happened in Tampa Bay that had the water literally sucked out because of the direction of the wind was pushing offshore here in Tampa versus the onshore component that brought the surge to Fort Myers Beach. Same thing is happening here. We happen to be in the onshore component of this storm and that is why we continue to see this push, this surge of water that is coming directly off the Gulf of Mexico. John. Yeah, it's a really good explanation, Derek. And if you can, and I can't see you, so I don't know if you're just getting poured on or blown around now or what. So if you need to go, let me know. But I'm going to hang on to you as All long as I above. can because this is such important if this is such important information that we're both going to get wet for the time being. Um, in terms of the tides, you were talking about the supermoon and the tide rising. How does tide work with storm surge? Storm surge is independent of high tide, but the tides can make it worse? Yeah, this is just incredible to, to think the unfortunate coincidence of this timing, right? We have the high tide in Tampa Bay occurring about 2 p.m. this afternoon. We also have this supermoon. Let me explain what that is. Supermoon is actually when the full moon is at its closest approach to Earth. It's roughly about 18,000 miles closer than it normally would be on its elliptical path around the planet. So what that does is it exaggerates the tug, the pull on the ocean, and it exaggerates the tides, but it also exaggerates the high tides. And now that we have what is a hurricane that has pushed up all of this water in combination with this high tide and the supermoon, we have the potential here for more surge in the locations that have that onshore component, like I was explaining to you a moment ago.